Hey everyone, welcome to the Horror PSA presented by Scary Nerd, and as always, we are your hosts. I'm Paul. I'm Saul. And I'm Angie. The following is a public service announcement. When a 12-year-old girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks the help of two priests to save her, and that's just the tip of the iceberg for... The 1973 mother of all possession movies, The Exorcist. The Exorcist. She really didn't seek those two priests, though. Yeah, they that doesn't really like, uh, no. encapsulate the whole uh, journey to her priest. There's yes. a lot of journey in this movie. This oh, was yeah. a 70s movie, yes. and so there's a lot of journey and a lot of setup. I the do. Exorcist like. starts taking place at about 20 minutes left of this movie. Oh, yeah. You mean The Exorcism? <laughs> yes, The yeah. Exorcist. The, the Exorcism, yeah. I think, is, yeah, maybe 20 minutes it was total. It's about the, 20 la- the last 20 minutes of the film. And there's, like, and there's two scenes of actual exorcism. They yeah. do one prayer, they tie her up again, mm-hmm. spit the split pea soup out a couple times. A couple then, times, yeah. Then we take a break and then, uh, you know, Father... Uh, I do have to add, this was Father Kim's first watch. This was my actual first sit-through. I've seen this movie in, like, chunks. Like, never actually, like, sat down from beginning to end. I've always yeah. seen it chunks. on. Chunks. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I knew what happened in everything, but I'd always seen it in different pieces, never all in one sitting. Yeah. I had yeah, this- Cunting data. Yeah, cunting yes. data. Yes. I had seen this movie yeah, you put, so you, many times. I hope, I hope the, the kid was asleep when you were- No, she wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't here. Yeah. I had seen this many times, mainly because it was one of those that uh, my parental unit was always like, it's so scary. It was the scary. One. It was this in Psycho and uh, Texas Chainsaw. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and watch, and watch them. them. And I was like, it's a 70s movie. When you go yeah. back and watch movies like that, you, you can't get into it, especially no. when you're a kid and you're in the okay. cinematic element of your own yeah. time. You can't. You, know? like, you no. can't. And then and I've, I've had this discussion and almost arguments with other film people. I'm like, look, you can appreciate the movie, yes. but unless you were a teenager in the 70s living in that society, you'll never understand what it was like for them. Yeah. No, and like, yeah. and then no. you really can't. And you can enjoy the movie. That doesn't mean, you know, you don't understand the movie. You don't get the some of those things. It's just you'll never be in that mindset or that time frame because you've already seen movies that are way worse than this right? growing See, up. See, that's you know? the thing with me, though, especially with movies like that when they say that, oh, people were legitimately getting called the ambulances to come get them in this movie. Yeah, and you hear yeah. about that with all these other ones. People and then, fainting and all yeah, that. Yeah, people fainting and all that stuff. You hear this about The Exorcist. You hear this about Psycho. You hear this about some of the more recent ones that we've been around for was what, Blair Witch and then the Paranormal Well, see, I ones. think Blair Witch was more people were getting motion sickness yeah. than it was the actual That scary. I could get, yeah. And then, and then the other one too, like Paranormal Activity. You can, like, to me... Oh, Paranormal Activity was purely PR. Yeah. It was purely PR going, that this was, is okay. so scary. No, okay, that was a great marketing campaign yeah. by, I guess. by Paranormal but to my, to my point, though, you get those movies where you try to get into those mindsets, but us three who have been seeing horror movies for, like, years and years and years, like, I, it, to me, it's hard for me to, to see why people get so worked up with that when it's, like... It's I've hard seen, to understand. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to understand. Yeah. I mean, but, but I get it. When you think about how, like, you know, like, our parents and then or think about, like, your aunts or uncles or somebody, you know, just the, that other generation, you're like... Yeah, you guys didn't have shit to do. No. So I can yeah. understand why this was scary. Well, and well, I, it, even as a child, I questioned everything, and that included religion and God and all that jazz. So I was like, how can this be scary because it's not real? Exactly. <laughs> and people See, like, were like, uh. Paul yeah. probably back on me is like, 
us being Mexican kids, we're not scared of ghosts or anything. The one thing that's going to scare the shit out of us is the almighty chancla. You get mom getting one of those chancla. things, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh shit, I better behave. She's yeah, gonna I can my ass see that. Yeah. I can feel it. Uh, yes. I, I know where it is. I know where it's coming from. Like you can threaten me with the ghost and you can threaten me with the Llorona's like, I don't see any of those, yeah. but mm-hmm. I see the chancla in your hand and I'm, I'm going to shut my mouth because I don't want to, no. Yeah, they're going to come get you. I'm like, yeah. let them because they might have better stuff than you guys right? do. I right? mean, they might like, be nicer to me. I don't know. Maybe they won't bitch all the time. Bring them over here. I mean, if I go with the devil, I might not have to clean my room ever again. Is he all I'm saying. He won't have a chancla. So what you're saying is he's got candy, and I don't have to clean my room. And a good time. Yes. This, is just, this a minute, isn't a very good and uh, and metal music. Hold on. <laughs> He's like, you're not. Don't threaten me. Yeah, but I remember I sat through this, and I, and as a teenager, this is a hard sit through because this is two yeah. fucking hours, a lot of exposition and story. It's, it's and two hours of uh, fifteen minute exorcism. It's there two hours of them putting this poor growth through unnecessary oh medical experiments. And, <laughs> oh, the, the whole fucking movie's okay. The whole the whole, right, this is what I wrote down. The whole parts in Iraq, right? Yeah. This is what I wrote down. Um, the whole opening scene is just Iraqis staring at the tall white man and gorgeous sunset shots. Yes. That's and all that first 20 minutes They don't minutes even was. say anything. They're just staring they at him. They go, all you hear, ding, 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 over and, I'm and like, over again. Are they staring at Marin because he's slowly dying? Because he looks like he's slowly dying. I know. The thing about Max, yes. Ma- blah, blah, blah. The thing about Max von Seidel, I'm like, he's been dying my whole childhood. Yeah. I know, because he like, wasn't really dying in yeah, that movie. Like, <laughs> every movie, like, I feel like I've grown up with every movie, like, he looks like he's dying. Like, I'm like, I was convinced as a child, I'm like, that man's going to die. He's I know. But I was okay. convinced too. It was just great fucking makeup because he was yeah. only forty four years old when he filmed this. He well, was only, okay, he was only like I think less than uh, he wasn't very much older than the guy that played Father Karras. Yeah, he wasn't. But it was just the makeup took mm-hmm. like three hours because they that much older because it was like they layered it, let it dry, they layered some more, let it dry, then they peeled it really tight, uh-huh. then put the liquid latex on it, and then when they let it the go, that's where you got all those like, really fine wrinkles. That's crazy. Yeah. He's forty four and he looks like he's in his eighties. Yeah, I yeah. really thought. He was dying. Like oh, my I know. Whole and even I'm the like, way he moves, Why the way he moves, and he's all like fragile with his body as he's yes, walking. I mean, and I'm like, yeah. Well, like I, the, that's the thing you were saying. You can uh, appreciate the movie, and I appreciate yeah. the thematics of the '70s filmmaking because it's very atmospheric. This yeah. film is very yeah. atmospheric. It's it uses the tones. It uses that shock value. And we have to also remember that this was a book. Yeah. So we're gonna get that extra nonsense. Yeah, I feel there's very uh, cinematically speaking. I feel there's a, a lot of similarities between this and Jaws, having both been. You know, books. from books and just the yeah. way they, they they had that seventies look and feel still like about them. Yeah, and they they I feel like these actors in this were very classically trained. Yeah, they oh, knew yeah. how to portray that pain, that sadness, yeah. that sorrow, and they do it. I mean, their scenes are all long and overdrawn and dramatic, but that was the seventies. But see, they pull helps. it off. See, that helps too because you're like I I have to sit here and watch this poor child get tortured. I know. Poor Linda Blair. The hands of poor Linda Blair. I know, like not even just in the movie, like the actual like Linda Blair. I know. Get the shit beat out of her in this really did. Poor Linda Blair. But this movie is great. I I do like it. There's some ridiculous things in it, but like the archaeology. Archaeology dig on, that archaeology we didn't dig. really need in there at all. Here's my question on that. I understand that they're digging for stuff and they're using pickaxes, shovels, and whatever need be. But don't you think that when you're doing that, you're going to start damaging the stuff that you're actually? Oh yeah, to be in, real archaeological into? digs. And I wanted to be an archaeologist, so I know this. Children, uh, they actually use like those mesh sheeting things yeah. to get through the fine dirt and stuff. They're not just picking axes. That's what I'm thinking. This was the 70s, man. They didn't. They didn't care. That was like That's we're true. gonna we're gonna hire these dudes pennies a day. They fucking just 
I mean, in the 30s, they were just picking up fucking mummies and walking out with them. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking is like, dude over here is going to be swinging his pickaxe. And next thing you know, he's going to cause a cave and be like, "Uh oh. Yeah, I was real sad when I learned that archaeology was not how it is portrayed in the movies. That was a real sad day. Yes, So basically, you want to be a grave robber, not an archaeologist. Yes, I wanted to be a grave robber that had a title of archaeologist (laughs) when I was a child. I'm sure there's in history, there's been plenty of archaeologists or plenty of grave robbers under the title archaeologist. Oh, yes. There were for sure. That's why they have a whole like ethics board now. And yeah, so you can't just like. You can just get into certain areas of the Vatican if you say like. You can't just steal shit out of a thing and take it back to america it's like but no you have to leave it in the country it's but in if now you're the first person to <laughs> find matter. it who's gonna know doesn't yeah, matter who's gonna know who's gonna know you call your buddy that works at hobby lobby to smuggle your shit this across is the true scene. that's what they did but then people start <laughs> noticing later on like 20 years later they're like that's not american where did you get this and Don't then they ask questions. Does hobby lobby have this <laughs> exactly this is how it happened <laughs> But yes, I did still get a degree in history, but archaeology is a lot more uh, playing with dirt than it was stealing so stuff out it? of temples. So what is it? He finds the head of Pazuzu? Is that what it's supposed to be? See, this is the whole other thing that I don't get about this movie as far as like, you don't really go into the Pazuzu story at, at all in this no. movie. Mm-mm. And, you know... Having seen the second one and knowing where they go with that story and the backstory of Pazuzu and all that, like yeah. I get it, but I'm like... It didn't need to be in the first one. I feel like there was one of those things that was in the book that probably was more prominent in the book okay. story like than it was in the film. Like his old travel and yeah, stuff. Like, I'm yeah. I'm sure like that was way more Because like, to me, depth. to me, the like, what is it? If you want to say what the first, first 10, 15 minutes of it with him in Iraq or whatever need to be in northern Iraq, it's like, did they really need that in the movie? That no. Really didn't, we literally like, just watch him travel around for 15 minutes. I know. Minutes. And then, and then later it's just like a, like a footnote when the, when the other priests are deciding like, who can we, who can we get to help Father Karras with his exorcism? Mm-hmm. We should yeah. get someone experienced. He's like, oh, he was in Iraq. Like, oh no, he's back now. Like that's literally all you needed like yeah. you can cut this movie in like oh yeah i could probably make this movie in like 45 50 minutes and it used to get the few, whole story there's a few things in there that just don't really add anything to the story and i think the beginning of it didn't really add anything unless yeah. it's one of those things too where it's more of a prominent thing in the book i can almost guarantee that it's probably way more deeper backstory on pazuzu and the whole how the iraq thing tied into everything yeah um, I also feel like watching Father Karras's mother die was probably probably one of those things that's in the book that gives you backstory on Father Karras. And it really it really adds to his whole I'm losing my faith and all this thing. Cause, I mean, yeah. you got to think like he's broke. You know, his mom's going to die in this shitty like free hospital and, you know, in the Bronx or whatever. Yeah. And like he, I feel like with the whole education that the church gave him, like it's like his uncle says, like you'd be living on Park Avenue, you know, you'd be rich. Hey. But the thing that was fucked up to the church, though, is that he, they knew his mother was dying, and he said he would prefer to stay there to attend to her. And they're like, oh no, no, you got other things you got to do. Well, they told him they could get him into New York or whatever. They could give him a transfer or whatever. But he wanted out of the psychology department. I think yeah. is what his big deal was. I thought he wanted out completely. Like he's like, I just don't want to do this anymore. No, he asked for he, reassignment. Well, he they, says it's not just psychiatry. These people are losing their faith, and I don't know if I have my faith anymore. Because you kind of see him as a broken person. Because you see him doing his mass, and it's just kind of going through the motions. It's like, dude, you're not even enunciating. Well, I don't care who you are. If you do the same shit every fucking Sunday, you're gonna get tired of it, man. Yeah. No matter what it I've is. I've seen some yeah. Catholic priests that are just like, no, no, son. I'm like, okay, Please. you're as bored as I am, I guess. Can I, die <laughs> I know the ones that are so old are like, Please prop that man up better. I don't why know. Like, why are you still over. parading him around? Just let him die. 
Okay, but back to this movie. Um, speaking of which, when he goes to see his mom and he sees that old guy in the subway and he's like, can you help an old doctor boy father? And he's like, I'm a Catholic because you have to tell him you're a Catholic yeah. or he's not going to help you. But he didn't help him anyway. <laughs> he so I feel like he well, walked away. Well, the, the thing I took from that scene is like, man, homeless people get a bad rap because even a freaking priest who's supposed to be a son of God or whatever the hell it needs to be. New York, man. He's and like, he, does, he doesn't even want to give him anything. He doesn't want to give him like a penny, a dollar or any of that. He's like, nope, nope, nope. Hey, he's broke dude. What the fuck is he going to give him, man? He gives his mom 10 bucks later. Yeah, yeah that's probably all the money he had. He does. Like, I have no money. Vow of sol- not celibacy. Well, well, he, he did, did take that vow too. He did take that. Of but... poverty is what I meant to yeah, say. Yeah, but still, isn't he supposed to help his fellow man? And that bum was asking for money, but no, he's like, nope, I'm going to give it to my mom. What's that whole thing, man? Uh, teach a man to fish or yeah. give him a fish? You know what I thought the biggest dick move from Father Karras in this whole movie was? What? Letting his mom fall asleep in that wooden fucking rocking chair. That oh, lady is old. You I'm can't assuming, sleep in those things. I'm assuming that's where she just normally sleeps. No, yeah. don't let. That's well, why she, she in pain all the time. Well, that fucking chair. She was asleep in the chair when he got there, and then when she left, he was like, "All right, well, she's asleep, and she can't be walking around that no, leg." No, so. you're supposed to lay flat, man. Your blood needs to circulate. You gotta lay flat. You can't fall asleep in chairs all the time. But the whole thing about his mom and that whole side story or uh, subplot or whatever you want to call it. I get that, you know, he's losing his faith and it's that whole thing that, you know, it's leading up to him, you know, shaping up to this exorcism and all that. And like, it's going to be the showdown with the devil and he doesn't even know if he has his faith anymore and that kind of thing. Yeah. But I didn't like it was very it's always been very confusing to me. And even watching it now, like it finally makes a little more sense. But like he saw her. And then later she got hurt and then nobody knew for a few days until they found her. So the uncle was like, we had to take her to this hospital to fix her up and then we'll bring her home in a few months. I was confused about that too because yeah. he says she was being crazy and so we had to give her a shot and took her yeah. here. I'm like, did they drug this lady well, to yeah. make her seem crazy? It no, like, like it, it seems like they, I thought it was like they, they gave her a shot to calm the fuck down so they could take her to the hospital because she didn't want to leave the house kind of thing. Like, okay. So maybe she was hysterical or whatever. It was just confusing to me that she was in the hospital and he's like, we're going to we're going to take you home, mom. And she was like, leave me alone or whatever. Yeah, but then the next scene, it's like, oh, his mom just recently died. I'm like, that was always so confusing. I'm like, but we just saw her in the hospital. Yeah, we literally yeah. just so, saw her. So she, I know it didn't show any time had passed or anything yeah, like, like that. It, it just jumped. It just jumped like that. And I was like, wait, did, so was she in that hospital or was that a dream? Like, what the fuck was that? I always like, got always confused of that, too. And then I thought, because when I was a kid and I first watched this, I remember thinking that he was just sad that his mom was in the hospital when his yeah. friend goes to like get drunk with him. Yeah. I was like, okay, he's just yeah, sad his yeah, mom's in the thought. hospital. Hospital. But then they're like, oh, my mother died. I was like, when the fuck did she die? Did, did we <laughs> miss a scene? In the hospital. Yeah. So, yeah, there was no point in even showing. Like, I, I guarantee that's probably a bigger thing in the book. And I'm yeah. sure it goes into more depth. But I'm like, Andrew, what was the, the point? I don't what I was the, the point of even showing the hospital part? If you could have just, you know, you shown her there in the house and then he leaves. And then, you know, maybe it's like a couple of days later. They're like, oh, she's been dead for three See, days. There's, an, you know, there's like, another scene, too. Like you said, that just it doesn't fit it. If you cut this, it's like, OK you're really not losing much by cutting rid of, getting rid of this yeah like completely and you could just jump to the uh because all you gotta do you're is all gonna die while i piss in the because you really don't need him visiting him in the hospital like if you skip the hospital scene then you come back and you realize oh, okay she died hey, but that was the 70s i guess yeah, I yeah, yeah they and had I'm to sure long they, form explain things they, yeah they long form explained it and i guess maybe like i said it's probably in the book more yeah, yeah um I really love how Reagan's mom is just super cool with her convening with spirits. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> She's like where did you well, find this? Uh, is it Parker Brothers or Milton Bradley? I think like, it was it, Milton it, Bradley, it's ages, yeah. eight, it's ages eight and up is what it says right mm-hmm. in the box, so, yep. you know, it's fine. 
I think the scariest thing to me when I watched this as a child um, was the fact that Reagan's like, Mom, can we buy a horse? She's like, well, let me think about it. I'm like, wait, like seriously? Because if I asked for a horse, they'd be like, the fuck's Well, she was an you? actress. Like, the mom that was. That scared you? Yeah, I'm like, that's that's a normal thing that kids can ask for? Like, not in this neighborhood. But then two scenes later, when those kids are jumping on that on that beat-up car in the, oh, yeah. in the alley, I'm like, that's more, yeah. Okay. No, there you go. That's more comfortable for me. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm used to those children, not not weird kids that are like, can I have a horse, mom? I'm like, yeah, sure, as soon as we get to the other house. I yeah. wonder if in the 70s, xenophobia towards a, a white, uh, uh, I am Swiss. I would say Europeans, I guess. Everybody was just like, you're a German. It's like, I'm not German. I'm just a white guy <laughs> from Europe. Leave me alone. I, I Swiss. Yeah, well, <laughs> probably because, uh, yeah, it wasn't too long after World War II, so I'm sure there was some of those. Uh, it had been like 30 years. Yeah, but if, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but think about how how old those those guys were 30 uh, years guess. before, right? So they're still. Yes, the director some... just gets drunk and is like, "You Nazi bastard! How many yeah, people did you kill?" Fight? That was hilarious to me. I just think Carl is fucking gonna. Carl was about to beat him. Carl the fuck was like, up. "I told you, no rats." Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I know he was. Uh, I was like, that didn't sound like fucking rats. Rats? Mm. Who thinks that's what sounds rats make? People who've it's never heard rats people before. People that can buy horses, apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Okay, so when do we think the possession part started? Because I think, and actually you can kind of figure so, out what. That Ouija board moved by itself. No, yeah. it wasn't the Ouija board. No, it yeah, moved it by itself. No, like when, like, because it you know how they said itself. that something has to happen in their life for them to get what let themselves open to get p- for possession not when you play with the goddamn Ouija board well but it was probably because Reagan's mom has anger issues and her dad is completely not in there her life there you go that's, that's <laughs> I mean. thinking, okay this is where this is the door that got cracked open for her to start getting possessed because obviously when she was berating the operator and you can see Reagan in the background she's like oh I'm not getting a phone call. I know, like, well, and then she seems like, well, mom's just going to yell on the phone all day. I'm just going to take my shoes off and go to bed, I guess, because mm-hmm. nobody's going to fucking pay attention to me. Teen so. kids, go to therapy. And that's Fix crazy your thing, stuff, or went, your daughter is going to get possessed. She that's a horrible PSA She went complete care on that either poor be operator. She did. She'll be possessed by the devil or possessed by this the stripper yep. gods or whatever. God, could you imagine how annoying it must have been to get a hold of people in the seventies? Like, because you got to call the operator, tell yeah, them the operator, especially okay. in Europe, like making a long distance phone call trying to get a well, hotel she, to answer. Did she even know what fuck time it was? Because it was during no the idea. daytime in you know Georgetown where they lived. So I'm like, it's nighttime there. How do you know it's like three in the morning? Because what yeah. was it? They were in Rome. He was in, he was in Rome. He was in Rome, and yeah. she, they were in D.C. So it's still you know. At least eight or so hours, I would imagine. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, she's like, it's the hotel. Somebody's got to answer. But I'm like, what time is it? Because in Italy, they go the fuck home. They ain't ain't America who just stays up all night working. (laughs) No. Stop calling. I got spaghetti to eat and shit to do at home. And that's what I do. Very, (laughs) presumptuous. It is very presumptuous. That's my American knowledge of Italians. (laughs) I got to to eat the pizza. Uh, I I said spaghetti. All right. (laughs) Wow, ladies. <laughs> I got the money. Alfredo, to I don't know. I don't know. You're the one doing the accent, not I me. I got the fix my pipes. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I got the soccer match on the TV. You're a horrible, uh, horrible person. Uh-huh. And the Mary statue gets the Madonna boobs and a penis. Oh, yeah. I always That was another scene. I was like... 
So who did yeah, that? Like, did the demon do that? Do that? Yeah, no one ever. <laughs> there's nothing to do with this one. Are it's, we supposed to believe that Reagan snook out and like got into this church and did it? Yeah, or like, what? what is going like, on? I'm confused. Like, they never, never go no. back to that until the cop. part three. No, the cop talks yeah, about cop it. Talks. He to, brings it. He brings it up when yeah. he, in, that, in that one conversation when he's weirdly asking Father Karras out for a date. Yeah, I know. Like, you want to go to the movies with me? No. That's it. Okay, that's weird to me. Okay, I don't care. Like, all right, even if it was a woman that I just met, and the same day she's like, "You want to go to the movies?" I'm like, "This is weird." I don't care. Like, I this don't is know weird. you. You want my spleen? Just don't you? met, and you, the, I, we've just met, and you want to go sit in a dark room with me? The I'm weird no thing to me you. is when he asked him, told him the movie, and he's like, "Who's in it?" Like, how is that going to make your decision on whether you want to go watch the movie or not? Mm-hmm. I think they were just uh, pandering to each other at that mm-hmm. point because he yeah. knew he was going to bring it up again. Like, give me a name. You know, give me somebody. I've never sat around a piano singing with my fellow uh, people. people I, th- I really thought, I think when I was a kid, I really thought that was what old people did. Like, I did too. I thought, I was like, is this going to be the parties when I'm yeah. an adult? No, 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 <laughs> we no, no, all like, wear fancy dresses and, and Paul sing around the piano. We're used to different type of singing yeah, when people I, are drunk. Yeah. It's, oh, I've heard it's, that. Uh, the, the gritos. <laughs> no, it's not even that. No. It's uh, your uncle's truck out in the front yard blaring music with the door open. Yeah. And no, I've heard drinking. the laugh. I've heard those. I'm not talking. Yeah. Every time somebody no, gets drunk, I hear them. <laughs> when they sing. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. That's when they sing. It's either Vicente Fernandez or somebody along the lines uh, that they're going to start singing. They don't, they don't have a piano. And they do their yeah. trunk I think one of my grandfather, uh, one of my grandfather's uh, brothers played the accordion. So mm. My grandma <laughs> plays the accordion. That might have come out every <laughs> once in a while. My but grandma yeah. does also play the piano. She might have been the 70s chick who see, sat around the see piano that. Like, and I, sang. No, it's, it's a Gergich family Christmas mm. is what I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Like with your grandma, like mm-hmm. just singing christmas carols but see paul i think that's the white people thing is they get drunk and well she had the, the piano if, if the, she's like can we buy a horse i'm like the only people i know that would be like can i buy a horse or like our mexico families like yeah, yeah those like cousins on farms that, yeah. those, no those cousins that live on a ranch in mexico yeah. somewhere legitimately, like need that them. legitimately have horses and need them for working purposes yeah. not just mm-hmm. like and, and who is like, hey, we're having a picnic by the fucking river. Like, hey, little girl, do you want to ride my horse? Yeah. I know. I'm like, why me was too, that man Sharon, out there? Sharon, come on. You're supposed to be watching Reagan. Why are you Damn letting it. my daughter ride a you random people's ride horse? up and down. I'm like, what the fuck was Sharon doing? Making out with this dude? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love how at the end, Sharon's like, I got to bounce. This was like, Sharon had seen more. too much shit. She was out. She was like, first, not going to change my mind. I'm sorry. I love like, you. But that first, was some crazy fucking shit I saw. I thought Sharon was like an older sister or something something yeah but then like probably like the first few times i watched the movie and not paid attention to it yeah i think i've seen this movie a hundred times and only paid attention to it like maybe twice (laughs) honestly i always thought it was so interesting how many like hired hands the mom had i was like this is fascinating you don't even have to see your kid really she she had the nazi couple making you know mousetraps and the they weren't nazis they were swiss (laughs) i'm swiss (laughs) because what he was probably i would take what the The handyman nazi bastard yeah he was he was the driver the handyman he basically did like whatever guy stuff needed to be done and the other lady did the woman stuff like cleaning yeah. and cooking I guess and then and the other the one watched the kid in yeah. the 70s I'm saying not you know today's standards but yeah. what I mean by woman stuff but yeah because he's like go get mouse traps like I go now they're not open they're not open Carl <laughs> when the when she goes up into the attic again later when she hears what she thinks is the rat and, and that candle I'm like nope move, nope. No, move. Carl, <laughs> Carl is just a very proud man and it's like if you 
say things or accuse me of doing yep. things that are wrong, mm-hmm. he's like, I will correct see? you. See, no rats. Because he's he like, yeah, because <laughs> he scares the shit out of he her. Does. He's like, see, no rats. Told you. I took it as he goes up there. He's like, what Nine the fuck rats. did I tell you? He's like, what the fuck are you doing up here? You don't mm-hmm. think I did my job? Told like, you. You see those fucking rat traps everywhere? No rats. No rats. I told you there were no fucking rats, but you're asking me to come up here for a Swiss man. You're not very. You're pretty temperamental. He is. Hey. He was about ready to choke her. So I I hey, but there were no rats. Uh, no but rats. when they are singing around the piano, Reagan interrupts to pee mm-hmm. <laughs> right on the floor. This is what I think of your singing, you son of a bitch. And then when, okay, so after her mom like gets her all clean and everything and puts her back into bed, that's when the bed moves. I was like, move. Yes. You need yeah. to move. <laughs> like, I know. You were done filming the fucking movie. Right? You know? like, like, get out of the house. Well, like, even, I don't even care. Like, if it was, a, if the bed moved, and even if it was like an earthquake or something, I'm like, nope, we're moving. We're well, moving out see, of the here's state. The other things, <laughs> we're too, that out. I thought was dumb is when they went and told the doctor about it, and they're like, oh, because they go into convulsions. She's like, no, bitch. I was on the bed too, and that fucker still kept moving. Oh, I also wrote a note about that doctor. I put, "How smart can a doctor be if he's just smoking in a hospital around oxygen?" Oh, yeah. No, that's I thought of that too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I wrote that like back in the '70s, you just smoke in the hospital, yep. like as well, the doctor. As the shit. doctor. Well, back in the '70s, you could smoke. Everywhere. Can you imagine being sick and in the hospital and having to smell fucking cigarette smoke everywhere yes. throughout that it's hospital? You need your, your, everywhere. Uh, your nurse just walking like, right, it's, time, it's time to take your pills. I would be so angry. I'd be like, get your fucking cigarette smoke out of my face. You wouldn't have though. See, and this have. is this is this is what I'm saying. You weren't a child in the 70s. You don't know. You would have just been okay with it because everybody was doing it. No, I was okay with it because I grew up in a smoking house. Okay, but (laughs) yeah, well, see, I did too, so I just was okay with it too. And I was like, I thought it was like kind of like. uh, But I thought your dad didn't smoke inside. Yeah, but he didn't, but he still smoked around like all the time. Like I was around him, even though he was outside and shit. You don't understand living in a smoke filled house. uh, It's nasty. There was a room back. In the back, there was smoke filled. No, every room in our house. Okay, and what the (laughs) fuck happened in society that in the seventies everyone was okay with weed? Because she was like, I don't even smoke grass. You know, know. like I don't do anything. You know, and like it was nothing. Like I don't even smoke grass. Like everyone does. I can tell you. I can tell you. uh, Nixon came in and wanted to put the people who were against the Vietnam War and the black people away, so they made weed a big deal. Yes. Yeah. They couldn't just say the hippies are bad. Societal. (laughs) No, yeah, it was it was Nixon who was like, "Nope, weed's terrible." And don't forget Reagan in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had a long history of dumb white guys who don't know their shit. But anyway, uh, Reagan gets mean with the doctors. I love what she's like, you "Fucking bastard!" <laughs> I love and that, okay, and that to me like that was just regular Reagan. That yeah, that even, was like, regular. The demon. Reagan. She was like, "I'm tired of this shit, fucking bastard." The thing that cracked me up though is when they go into the office and the doctor starts saying, "Is." No, he's like, your daughter curse or whatever. He's like, no. He's like, well, you should have heard what she said to me. No, he's yeah. like, what'd she say? And then what was funny is when she tells her, or she, yeah, he, he tells her what she said and she kind of has that smart kind of laughing about it. Yeah, they have a, it's, it's during that one talk that they're having and he's yeah. kind of like, I think we need to start looking for a psychiatrist. Yeah. Or something oh. like that. So, and then the fucker says no. He's like, they said psychiatrist is not even going to be any sort of fucking help. But again, it's like, Okay, what do you suggest? And they give her fucking Ritalin. Yeah, they gave her Ritalin and Thorazine and Ritalin. a bunch see, of other shit. See, mm-hmm. see, okay. A bunch of unnecessary medical experience. Hold on, hold on. You know who else they used to give Thorazine? 
Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. There you go. They did give him. See, three. so where is that sequel where Reagan like, just turns into a serial serial killer and not just? Well, Michael was a possessed. serial killer before the Thor. Before the Thor. Before the Thor. Before And the other thing I got to say is I'm so Buckle glad bastards. that we don't have the medicine from the 70s because what the fuck were they doing to her? Was that an X-ray CT scan? What the hell was that? It was some sort of loud, well, yeah. obnoxious machine that she had it's, to sit it's in. It's funny to me that I'm like all of that and that loud machine. Made out of that weird metal that all things used to be made out of that always, like, the paint always chipped off. Yeah. There was a thing above her face, and I'm like, all the paint's chipping off of mm-hmm. that. And it made that huge noise, and I'm like, You're ba- this is just a CT scan. Like, this is this literally what this is. Because right what now. is it they do? They, they put that little thing in her neck? I know, and they're like, don't move. I'm like, then why is she awake for this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if it's absolutely imperative that a child cannot move during a procedure, put them to yeah, sleep. Yes. Well, That's the one thing I thought. I'm like, what are they going to do? Is like, are they going to prep her for surgery? What are they doing? Mrs. McNeil's HMO didn't cover that. Apparently, <laughs> we do. Like, yeah, it, that all that for fucking uh, uh, an X-ray of your brain basically was a CT scan. So I think yeah. the the line was you put the dye in. I think yeah to your yeah. brain or some shit. So, Something like that. Um, but yeah, when they did it the first time, and like then. Um, when that doctor and he brings that other doctor over, like the brain doctor, I'm assuming. Yeah, when they come yeah. to her house. When they or go to the house and he's like, "Well, first thing is we gotta do another scan." I'm like, "You just did you that. Found nothing. Yes. Nothing was in there." No, I was like, "They just watched this poor girl get thrown around her bed, and she bitch slaps a doctor, and they're like, <laughs> oh, she's good. We'll just do another scan.' Like, what the fuck? No, and then when he was like." She's heavily sedated. She probably sleep through tomorrow. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you guys just like 300 cc's of Thorazine stat. When, when Pazuzu started coming out of Reagan and you see this little girl start acting the way she did, I, to me, it was unintentionally hilarious because she not only bitch slaps the doctor, she bitch slaps her mom, she bitch slaps a bunch yeah. of people. Oh, yeah. She's just smacking everyone. She's like, get a fucking away from me, man. And yeah. I get it. <laughs> Your cunting daughter. Cunting daughter. She also mm. says, fuck me a lot. She fuck wants me. The, fuck the me. demon is horny. Fuck the demon is horny. What, uh, yeah, Pazuzu is down for the. The stick in the panunu. cock up her ass. The like, He's just, he's thirsty. Pazuzu wants the snoo snoo. Pazuzu wants the snoo snoo. There you go. The shit with the cross too. It's like, ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. Let Jesus fuck you. Yeah. I know. That was another one that everybody was like, oh my God, it's so shocking. I'm like, it's it's fake though. We all know that, right? Like, (laughs) it's just a movie. Okay. But okay. (laughs) She, Linda Blair got death threats. And, Why would you uh, give a that's bananas? And, uh, and the studio hired um, bodyguards. bodyguards, bodyguards for her for six months after the movie's release because they were just afraid because she was getting death threats from like religious. Don't go after children. She's a twelve year old. I'm going to kill you in the name of God. Yeah, I'm because, sure that's okay because you portrayed a demon that masturbated with a crucifix. Like you know, would we a call that masturbation? Between... That was owie things. Yeah. That wasn't masturbation. That wasn't uh, pleasurable. Like the little girl in there saying, "Stop, no, that's hurtful." That's not. They, they well, wasn't like okay. a. You don't know how Pazuzu gets down. That's all Ugh. I'm saying. Oh, Pazuzu takes it up the butt. Break down to those religious people. It's like there's a distinction between fiction and reality. People, come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. It's like this was fiction. I know, I love her. Like, Christ, I don't even smoke grass. I would tell you. <laughs> I would tell you. Uh, and when she goes home and there's just a bunch of police in the back part of her stairs behind her house. <laughs> I Okay, I always took, um, when Sharon comes home and Mrs. McNeil is there and she's like, I had to go get some more Thorazine, so I left Burke here. And then she kind of gives that look and she's like, I should have known better. I'm like, I always like was like, 
because he's a drunk yes. or because he kind of maybe would touch little kids and like I was always kind of yeah. like I was thinking it was a drunk because mm. even when the guy comes over to tell her Burke is dead he yeah. was like he must have been drunk so I'm just thinking it was well, a running see, yeah, theme like, with I, Burke I, I, he was I, just drunk all the they time they definitely had you know that he was a drunk and I get that but I'm like I don't know I was like it always kind of seemed a little extra like mm, you left a drunk well, the thing about it, though, is with the kids. you would want to know, okay, because what? When she comes downstairs for the party and she tells him you're going to die upstairs, she's like, what the fuck do you mean by that? But it's not even, that's not Burke. See, I thought that was Burke as well yeah, for a long the, time, but that's not Burke. Okay. She tells some other guy, Burke is the guy who accuses uh, Carl of being a Nazi. Oh, okay. But yeah. that other guy dies too, though, doesn't he? No. When? I thought he died like it was like they, they there was a... They said, oh, that guy died or something. I don't, I don't think know. so. I don't, I don't, see, I've watched this movie like a you know, hundred <laughs> times and I still don't fucking know. Cause it, what, you know what? This movie is like, um, it's like fighting Bernard Hopkins where he just lulls you to sleep and then the fight's Who over. Who is Bernard Hopkins? It's a, a boxer. It's a boxing metaphor. A very boring boxer. Very, don't very get boring, boxing metaphors. Boring boxer. And he would always win because he would just. He'd lull you to sleep, and then he'd win at the end. Yes. That's what this movie is like, and that's mm-hmm. why I don't remember who the fuck dies. Because she was like, you're going to die up there. And I thought that the guy that she was talking to was the guy that was going to go hiking, or he was going to like some mountain thing. Because the other priest that was there was talking to him, and he's like, oh, you're going to go on this trip or something, blah, blah, blah. See, I don't even pay that. attention to See? the background and we conversations. we like, about an hour ago. We did, too. We finished it right before we came over here. I, don't, I did not pay attention to those adults. <laughs> nope. I was the like, first... give me the goods, man. I want the horror. See, that's what I'm saying. This movie is like, you have to pay attention. I, I do like when the shrink, and it's a, it's a very intense scene when the, the shrink hypnotizes. Oh, yeah. Because it's part of it. I think he Is was it? tapping on her hand to get her hypnosed because uh, sometimes if you can't do a light thing or a back and forth thing, okay. you can do it with hands. It's just basically engaging both parts of your brain. Yeah, I saw her like holding her hand up. I was like, why does she have her hand up like she has a question? Yeah, it's it's weird. Because you have to have the brain focus on something, but I also like, not yeah. focus on something. Yeah, okay. I like how he forces Pazuzu to come out af- and then after uh, he does, after stinking up the place, he just grabs the doctor's balls. I know. It was <laughs> like was Pazuzu just like farting everywhere? Apparently, like, what, like, what I the know fuck? the mom like, was like, "Oh my god, what is that?" She kept I'm covering sorry. her mouth. I'm sorry, I'm, she had chili today. Apparently, Pazuzu just fucking God stinks. Carl's German. I'm Swiss. <laughs> I love uh, how the doctor. Yeah, so yeah, Pazuzu just you know grabs the the doctor's nuts and it's mm-hmm. like uh, squeezes. Yeah, like and he's like, "Help me!" <laughs> I'm like, you guys didn't think like. You guys are fucking doctors, and you think this chick is batshit crazy. I know right that. Now. I'm pretty sure the doctor who was there while the shrink was doing the hypnotizing was the one she bitch slapped earlier yeah, in the yeah, day. So, yeah. like, why wouldn't he be like, maybe even if you she's uh, hypnotized, we should restrain you her? Didn't prepare your buddy for this, man. Nope. Not at all. I love when she was like, I'm not going to put her in a sane asylum. And the doctor's like, well, it's not an insane. And she's like, I don't fucking care what you call it. I'm yeah. not putting her in. And I'm like, exactly. We well, all she, know that those hospitals are well, actually she's still in insane asylums. What, like 20, 20 something doctors and they're all telling her the same thing. Oh, I know her line. 88 doctors and all you can tell me with all of your bullshit. <laughs> and, then, and then finally with the hypnosis of this movie. They kind of tell her, okay, maybe you should think about doing this with, with her because... I, and there's, there just gets to a point where he's like, we got no fucking clue, lady. Yeah. Go priest. Like, I know, and I love what her it. line is. She's like, so you're telling me to take my daughter to a witch doctor? Yeah, because yeah. she even says that absurdity. It's like, yeah. okay, you guys have tried everything with medicine, and now you guys are telling me to try a witch doctor. Uh, yep. And Okay, uh, okay. play devil's advocate here for a second. 
the line that that doctor has that he's like, well, if she's convinced that, you know, she's possessed and it's something purely mental. Yeah. Then it would stand to reason the that process of doing it the process help. of yeah. having the exorcism would convince her brain that it's gone. So I'm like, if this was an actual mental, you know, Whole health thing. issue and not a, you know, Pazuzu possession, then I think that probably would might work. I could see that working, yeah. you know, as a mental health tactic. Yeah, I could Here's, see the reason. Because there, there was an unsolved mysteries where some doctor burned a guy's hair and convinced him he he rid him of the curse. Mm. And Here's the, the one thing that I don't know if you know. I don't know if you picked up on it. I don't know if it was just me, but when he was telling her that, did you notice a smirk on the the guy's face? Like he was like, she's gonna buy this. Like she, I'm telling her bullshit, and she's gonna she's gonna buy this. I think it was more of like look this is a long shot because he says it's a long yeah, shot yeah. and he's like it's it's all power of suggestion basically is what he's telling yeah. her and so he's like it could work it uh, could yeah, not it's like I, yeah. Matter. Yeah. yeah like i think that's where he was more going with it and i love how she's not even into the idea until the cop comes to talk to her about burke's death yeah and then her face when she realizes it was reagan is some yeah. great acting like it's it's just pure pain and yeah. sorrow yeah, and she, also fear she like, connects those dots and she's like Fuck. yeah when she goes to refill Whoops. his coffee yeah. and it focuses in on her face for a few minutes while he's yeah. behind her still i'm like yeah that's a mother going through some shit she's like uh oh my mm-hmm. daughter's and then she has to give that cop an autograph <laughs> <laughs> he's like i'm sorry i lied it's for me i'm like way to be a creepo man yeah. he's asking father Karis out on dates and trying to get into this girl's pants now why it's an me? autograph why yeah you can't just ask for an autograph without wanting to sleep with not her? after you've just been like i know somebody that you used to you know be a thing with died and uh i think he was in your daughter's room but we don't know for sure but to let me, me get an autograph to me it seemed like everything he did was for a purpose because what well, that's what investigators do he so that's seemed, what I he, viewed he definitely seemed like one of those cops that's like i'm gonna throw he was like a columbo kind of dude where he's like i'm just gonna stumble and bumble into these things and you know until you reveal something accidentally and then as soon as the police officer leaves that's when we get that let jesus fuck you scene and the lick me (laughs) scene where she shoves her daughter her mother's head into her (laughs) it was nice of pazuzu to wait until the cop left it was i mean it was really considerate it was this is gonna bring some shit that Mm -hmm. i don't want to be happening right now so i'm gonna wait like all right then then, fuck me and then after you know Reagan's head completely turns around one and says, you know what you, she did, your cunting daughter. Chris is finally like, fuck, let's go find a priest then. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go find a priest. Like, we need to figure this shit out. Uh, and so How she, does that not have any ramifications on uh, poor Reagan? None. Oh, I know. Like, horribly. At the very least, well, I'm like, it, turn it back now. Fix th- it yeah. the yes. right way. Think yes. anatomy-wise, because then your, your skin would be, like, turned. Yeah. Like how's it gonna yeah. reset? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would look. It would be more like death becomes her. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's not the only time it happens in this movie either. No. Like, so once I would say it wouldn't even go back the right way, but no. twice you're fucked. Like you're yeah, just two, done. Like you're you're the the skin more. Yeah, so, and two. Like so then she would just have that death becomes her thing where her yeah. head's bobbing back like, and forth and then going into her body. <laughs> oh. But I, I like when they come when she comes back with Father Karras and Carl. Hunting daughter. Carl is there. It's like it wants no straps. Well, you gotta, I know that's the first time. Like they're referring to it as it, it at that point. Yeah. Like it wants no straps. We were aware this is not fucking Reagan anymore. I'm Swiss. I'm Swiss. It wants no straps. Well, I love how he's still kind of a little skeptical about going up there, and he talks to her, and they starts telling her all these things. He's like, hmm. 
maybe they're on to something here. Oh, when he's like, can you help an old altar boy father again? I was like, yeah, if she, if you heard that, nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm Help like, all right. Boy, and then she pukes green all over you. There's so much tension in the silent scenes is what I like to call them. When like, because when Chris is uh, doing Karis's laundry after yeah. he gets puked all over, like yeah. they're just quietly like staring at each other and intensely looking back and forth. And you like, you, you can feel the tension in those scenes. To me, it's just them looking at each other like, this is some fucked up shit. Yes. That room had to be refrigerated for them to have the actual breath. That's breath. real. Breath. Oh yeah. yeah. So that room was refrigerated and the poor Linda Blair had to do those scenes in just that little, the nightgown. little nightgown. Yeah. They could yes, give her they, every freaking yes, blanket. They put, they put this, this poor kid through some shit. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Cause when back, they, when they jerked when the, her around on the bed, that yeah, was real that was back real and too. forth. And yeah. Then, um, uh yeah, this is back before there was real child labor laws yeah. <laughs> in Hollywood. Because back then it was like, oh, uh, who cares? They're in Hollywood. We don't need to it's do a this. kid. It's They'll fine. bounce back from it. We'll pay her enough to <laughs> where it's fine. The parents said it was fine. <laughs> They're okay with it. They're not objecting. Do it some more. I like when he comes back to gather evidence for the exorcism yeah. or whatever. And uh, Reagan says, what an excellent day for the exorcism. And he's like, oh, it would bring, a, it would bring us closer together, talking about Karis and him. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I love yeah. the one thing how he does the thing is, what well, he starts gathering a bunch of evidence because what, he records the conversation that he you has have with to get her. approval from yeah. The, yeah. Or, I don't know if it's not the Vatican back then or whatever, but. The church has to approve it, and he needs evidence first. Yeah, and yeah. so he gets her speaking in tongues. And have you ever known anybody who said they could speak in tongues? No. <laughs> I have. Who? Uh, somebody's mom. Uh-oh. Is this the same mom that we almost <laughs> talked about yes, last week? Yes, this Uh-oh. is the same mom. So, yes, the hooker also spoke in tongues. In crazy, tongue. crazy world, and right, kids? spoken her. Oh, they did multiple times. No, uh, no. <laughs> but I love how the, the speaking in tongues. display. Yes, now. it is. Uh, I love how it's, it just ends up being English in reverse. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, why didn't he notice that the thing was going, Marin? Yeah, why does like, no one notice that he's like, he's talking about Father Marin? Like, I always, I always bring that up. Like, when anyone talks about it, like, how come no one ever says yeah. it? Like, yeah. Especially when he's like, holy shit, you're bringing who? Marin? Yeah, Marin? Where did yeah. I hear that name before? Yeah. I don't know. That fucking recording I just heard yes. yesterday. Oh, the demon said it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we shouldn't bring this guy in. And even when Marin shows up, when you get the whole like blue thing, because that's when they really turn up the blue hues is yeah. when the exorcism goes on. Uh, when Marin shows up and he comes into the house for the first time, he screams Marin again, or Pazuzu yeah. does. Wait, yeah. wait, go back just a little bit, because we got to talk about the most iconic scene. One of the most iconic things that they used on the movie posters is when he gets out of the cab. Yeah, with the I light. Do, yeah. yeah. I love that. It's so creepy. And it's been done. It's been reused so yes. many times. And yeah. even the little tune, I'm like, I could think of like six, you know. Yes. I always think of that scary movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta give him candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, if I hear a demon, if I show up for an exorcist, right, or an exorcism, and the demon just starts screaming my name, and be like, maybe we should call in somebody else. I know. I've been turning around, but did, did you guys tell him I was coming? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. No? Maybe okay. we should surprise him. I'm just okay. saying. Maybe we need another name I, in I'm here. Gonna, I'm going to go back. I forgot some stuff. I'll be back. Uh, mm-hmm. Never. Well, even when Kara started asking the mom about those things, like, did you guys tell her about all this? And that I was See, this in? is what happens when you don't say anything. Yeah. Because he, she's like, why do you ask? And he's like, oh, no reason. He just yeah, walks man. away. I'm like, uh, make up your mind, man. Because you were like, that wasn't holy water. Yeah. And to me, okay, to me, I was thinking about that. And he was like, 
Well, I threw holy water, and it wasn't really holy water, but they don't know that. They, they acted like it was. And to me, I'm like, but if he wants to throw you off, Pazuzu, right? Yeah. yeah. Into thinking, like, nope, she's just crazy. It's just not, no need for an exorcism. Wouldn't that fit the bill to be like, yeah. I'm going to pretend like this is holy water just to throw him off because this moron thinks, well, it's not holy water, so but they're just again, acting. How, but then again, how would he know it was holy water? Yeah, well, see, and I have a whole subplot in my head. I'm like, did they not even want Reagan at all? Like, was the goal always to get Karis? Because, like, when she says someone, it's going to bring the- us closer together. So I was like, obviously, they knew Marin was you coming. They knew, I, I feel like they had maybe knew ahead of time what was yeah. going to happen, you know, the whole foreshadowing thing. Yeah. So I'm like, was their goal never Reagan then? I don't know. It probably was just to lure them. It could have been well, nothing. It could have been Marin, but Marin keeled over before. Yeah. See, I think <laughs> that's more plausible because I want to say there's some backstory with Marin and Pazuzu from before. Uh, probably the in book the thing. second one. I, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember the second one that well. And I've seen the first one a hundred times and still don't understand what the fuck's going yeah. on. Yeah. So. I love the your mother sucks cocks in hell. Which is why <laughs> Beetlejuice had to watch it 66 times. Mm-hmm. It got funnier every time. Yeah. Uh, I love how when they're doing the exorcism, Father Karras gets a little bit thrown when the bed rises off the ground. He's like, <laughs> fuck, and forgets like, to say oh, his shit. line. I know, he's like, Father Karras. <laughs> Marin's like, Karras. Karras. The response. The thing you gotta love, though, is how they're doing their little montage of them getting all their stuff in, and he's going over the rules. Because he's like, don't listen to it. And he's like trying to tell him, he's like, no, I think I figured out the person. They're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Just he's like, I know montage. what I'm doing. He's like, I don't need to know the backstory. There's only one. There's not three. Mm-hmm. I think there's three. Like, nope. nope. There's only one. There's only one. There's only one. And the Pazuzu case. really likes to have his tongue out. He's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tongue. telling you, Pazuzu's just horny. He is. He's thirsty. <laughs> that's just the fuck. It's like the sex demon. That's it what, is. Like, what if that's what it is? Like, what if? Okay, imagine somebody's at like sex, uh, sexual anonymous. What's the fucking like, sex addicts anonymous? Sex it's like anonymous. I'm possessed by a sex demon. Like, what the mm. fuck? I don't belong here. <laughs> and I mean, I get the whole sexual addiction That's thing. That's no but... excuse, Karen, for your sexual addiction. Well, that's nope. true. That's true. No, I have a sex demon. A sex demon. That's am... just your penis. Put it away. <laughs> I am Pazuzu. Pazuzu has a penis in that statue, I think. He does, and it's erect. <laughs> it is so erect. See, that statue of Pazuzu just was like... Mm. He's just horny. That's all Pazuzu's looking to do. Pazuzu the sex demon. I think mm-hmm. that's literally what this was. You think there's a porn? I guarantee there's Oh, a there's got to be an exorcist porn. porn. Kim, I'm looking at you. And look I bet the line, the power of just Christ Google. compels you, is in it in some way. <laughs> the power of penis compels you. Compels you. The thing that always cracked me up, even though it's from this movie, and I see it in other things, like, what is it on, this is the end, when they keep doing that thing? Yeah. Where they oh, does it, Jay? Does it compel yeah. you? Yes. Like, is that the only thing you know? It's like, that's the only thing I've seen. It's the only thing anybody knows. Yes. Nobody knows anything else. Again, we, we only go what we see in movies. Yes. So we, that's all we have to go off of. So, again, I don't know what the fuck we'd do if Pazuzu the sex demon was, you know, possessing somebody and we had to, like, like what the fuck do you but do? But we're like, all adults. So, and yes. if it possessed another adult, I mean, we could just have a party. I'm just... <laughs> Pazuzu's looking for some horniness. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not into <laughs> crucifix crotch. We'll just that's true. No, no violence. There's a... Pazuzu's uh, a little too freaky for me. Yeah. Taste, I think. Kim, how are we doing with that uh, that Google? 
She's not gonna look at her. She's like, nope. She's watching uh, something. I, Marin also just lets Karis get hit in the fucking head by Reagan. <laughs> He's just, no warning, no nothing. Like, yeah. Karis gets smacked fully in the back of the I head. I know, there's like, wait, like, heads up, buddy. Like, say something. Like, I he's tied, he tied the arms and he's going after, you know, tying her legs after the whole bed, ri- uh, yeah. bed rising or scene, levitation scene. And then it's like, it sits up, gets its arms ready. And mm-hmm. I'm like, say something, say man. Say something, anything, yeah. dude. Come on. Like, head, heads up, father. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they need a snack break is what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> They're tired. Yes, uh, they need to re-energize themselves. They need some protein. They need to hydrate. Need they need to, to get clean. back. I need you to clean this. Give me a drink box. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Uh, and then they're all worried about her heart. I'm like, I don't know, guys. Maybe we get the demon out first. Yeah, and then worry about it. Hey, what would happen, though, about. if she was into a coma? Like, nothing would happen, though. Like, right? Like, the demon would just be like, ah, oh, you're stuck in there in a coma. Like, yeah, you're just stuck in Reagan in a coma yeah, now. No way to go. I also liked the scene where Chris, or not Chris, um, Sharon, where Sharon uh, brings Father Karras over. And oh, she's yeah. like, I don't want Chris to see this. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that that leads more into Sharon seeing some shit. Yeah, because that's what I'm like, you, yeah. you feel bad, but at the same time at the end, you're like, I don't blame you for leaving Sharon. No, and I think that scene at the end where they hug, they both kind of are like, okay, I understand. But, but Sharon comes back in the second one. She does. She yeah. is in the second one. I think mm-hmm. they moved to New York or something, I think, was the second one takes place. And she's back in the second one. So I think she's really like, look, I just need some, uh, I just need to not be around Reagan for a while. Yeah. I think that's really what it comes just down to. Just need some space. Because how do you, like, imagine, like, you have a fucking, like, niece or something that goes through, and like, you see all that shit, you're like, how am I ever going to be around you without feeling there's something weird in there still? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to stay just away from you for a little, little bit. bit like, just, I just need some time. I'm just going to, like, randomly throw holy water at you for mm-hmm. the rest of our lives. Like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just making sure. I know. And then if Reagan was oh, ever no, staring pool, off into space again, I'd be like, nope, nope, pool nope. Party. Pool party. Bless, <laughs> bless the, the water. There like, you go. Just mm. go ahead. Have, a, have a dip, Reagan. Good. I had a coworker who... Uh, she has a daughter named Reagan, and uh, I was I laughed, and I'm like, "Did you name her after The Exorcist?" And she was like, "I never thought about that." Like ever? <laughs> yeah, she wasn't a horror fan, really. Oh. So I was like, "You never thought about that? That's the girl's name?" He's like, "No." <laughs> that's funny. I'm like, you should just tell people that's why you named it because it's kind of cooler to say. I've done that, I that a lot. I've done I've that named a lot. It after somebody, the Exorcist, yeah. rather than I didn't know, and now I feel stupid. You know, ten years later, <laughs> somebody had a band one time, and I'm pretty sure they're not a band anymore, so it doesn't matter. But their their band was called Any Day Now, and I was like, like the Lifetime show, <laughs> and they were like, oh, like you ruined it. <laughs> like, well, well, sorry, you ruined it. Wait, what show? <laughs> <laughs> my mom used to watch it on Lifetime. I don't know. It's a Lifetime show. <laughs> Pretty sure my mom used to watch that too. That's definitely a mom I just show. remember the intro song because it was so annoying. It was like, any day now. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is awful. Is yeah. that a song and something else too? Probably. Picture some horrible movie where uh, it's a musical. When they come back from their snack break, Marin looks even more gray. Yeah. Like he is... He's not going to make it long, and he doesn't. He immediately dies. Because no, <laughs> what? Karis goes downstairs, and he's like, damn it, I got kicked out. He does, because Father no, Marin's no, like, get out. Yeah, because he's like, you're not my mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's that whole thing. Demi, why you do this to me, why Demi? Why you do this, Demi, Demi? Demi, why? And then I love when he goes back in the room, and he sees him dead, and he's like, fuck you, and he starts punching him. Oh, yeah. He beats the shit out Karis of that little girl. Karis kicks the yeah. kick. Karis kicks the demon's ass. 
ass. So he's beating the shit out of this 12-year-old. Yeah, he does. He's like, take me! Take me! I'm like, is punching the demon helping? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to beat you out of this kid. Couldn't he just be like, hey, demon, take me, and that would have worked? I don't know. Our motherfucker prayers didn't work. I'm going to beat you out of this yeah, like, beat we try something new. Wait, wait, you I didn't sign up for this. Which, like, incidentally, was the way people raised children in the 70s. <laughs> beat the demons out of you. So, I mean, it's it was the last thing he had in his if Father Karras has taught me anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How fucked up you are you as the the ultra boy for Father Karras now? After you're like, he beat the shit out of this twelve year old and jumped out of the fucking window because he, he had a demon in him, mm-hmm. like, and I was just hanging out with that dude all the fucking time. Yeah, like, wow. I like how the priest friend comes as he's like dying and gives him his final confession because that's what priests would want. Okay, I always I always wondered like, are those the last rites? Like, yeah. is that what yeah. they ask you yeah. for sure? Because I've never I've never known or looked them up. Yeah, I've never either. But I'm that's I'm pretty sure. That's I'm what assuming they are. that's like literally just what they tell you. Or you have to say you. sorry one last time. Yeah. <laughs> Like I didn't mean to beat the shit out of a twelve year old. It just happened. Uh, there's there's extenuating circumstances for that one though. Yeah, <laughs> and also Sharon does find Father Karras's like uh, pennant or what is yeah. that thing called? That yeah. little yeah little thing necklace. he's got his little necklace, and he's she's like I don't know what you want to do okay. with this, Chris. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that one was the same one that like uh, Marin found in Iraq. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm assuming there's more to that in the book because it's yeah. just weird and they yeah. just See, they mention saying, it like, once. There's all foreshadowing and they make it seem like everything was preordained yeah, kind like, of a thing. But they don't go into that in the movie. Like, I feel like you wasted so much time on all these stuff that are probably major plot points or major backstory book. or importance in the book. Yeah. yeah. But in the movie, I'm like, it just doesn't. It's just like, what was the point of showing me that? It's big, it, I think that's why it makes, it makes it so much more confusing because you have all these things and you think they're leading somewhere. And they probably do in the book, but not in the fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. And the budget was $11 million. Am I reading that right? Or, okay, yeah. And it grossed over $232 million in the U.S. alone. Well, probably because everybody wanted to see what this movie was all about. Well, people were it's fainting uh, in the fucking theaters. It's, yeah, it's because it's you, you fainted in the movie. They're like, shit, I don't know how it ended. I gotta go see it again. I, go I mean, again. I guess if, uh, if I hadn't seen, like... Nightmare on Elm Street or you know the slashers of the 80s mm-hmm. before I had seen yeah, this if, it uh, might have been a little creepier yeah, to I, me. I don't know though because I'm like I saw Nightmare on Elm Street when I was four and yeah. I don't yeah I was never scared so I don't know I don't think seeing Exorcist at the young of an age would have scared me I don't know I was the one that always got me was uh, Texas Chainsaw I never understood how anybody thought that was scary I watched it and I was so bored I was so bored and I was like, Leatherface is cool. He's not in the movie nearly the enough. The was just creepy in that one. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they eat people. That's not that. I mean, people have actually done that in the real world. That's <laughs> scary. The only movie that I would say there that kind of got me There was a guy in Ohio last week. Yeah. <laughs> the only one that kind of got me when I was a kid was Child's Play. Because mm. I saw that when I was little. Yeah. I was Friday the 13th creeped me out because I I lived around a lot of like woods and shit because being in Iowa, there's a bunch of nothingness and trees, right? So that one kind of creeped me out. Well, here's the other thing about it though too is my mom and my sister used to have these big, Paul, you probably know, these big ass giant Mexican dolls that look like, like they were probably like- I think good, my grandma had some. They're like a good yeah. two, maybe three feet tall. Yeah, my 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 ass watches Child's Play, and I see this fucking mm. thing that's almost as big as fucking Chucky, <laughs> and I look it in the corner. I'm like, I just saw Child's Play. This thing's gonna fucking come and try to get me. Yeah, mm. 
Yeah, Chucky was creepy. The other one that got me was uh, Night of the Living Dead, the not the Romero one, because I didn't see that one first. I saw the Savini. the Savini remake one. And I was like, again, it's just a house in the middle of nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's dead people trying to get in. <laughs> that that could have been Iowa. It could have been Iowa. So, yeah, those ones kind of creeped me out. But, yeah, Child's Play, I was just always into the doll. I was like, I want to be friends with Chucky. Again, I, I have a doll who's doll. See, me, possessed. I'm like, it's a fucking doll. I will I know, just punch kick it. you over. <laughs> no, but here's the other thing about it, though, too, is like growing up, how I did is we would go to like aunts and uncles' houses and I'd always have those creepy dolls that are behind like glass or whatever need be. Why did people like those? We had this know. one house in my small town in Council Bluffs that had... Two had dolls. Some, you had some weird relatives. We, I didn't. They weren't my, my relatives. They were just people in my town that would put these dolls in like their attic windows, <laughs> and they had lights behind okay, them. So be every time you drive by fuck. them, you see these fucking weird ass dolls with lights behind them. And at night, those fuckers were fucking weird. I was that like, would what is wrong with these people? These people have feet in their fridge. Like we need to check on them. Those, um, those were dolls that they made to represent the children that they kidnapped. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, it definitely had to have been something. Like I'm that. writing this this short story. Right but anyway, now. that's it's enough about our weird childhood. <laughs> yes, tell us about your weird childhood. Email us. <laughs> and that was The Exorcist. It's a it's a classic. Yes. I mean, you have Something to daughter. see it. You have to see it if you're a cinephile or a horror fan. Yeah. You just you have to. But it's the mother of all possession movies because it's probably the most well known possession movie. Yes. It's one that's been ripped off over and over again. Parodied uh, so much. Par- too. Oh, parodied to death parody to death but anyway it's a great movie you should watch it it is currently on showtime if you have that if not you can probably rent it on prime or some shit so next week we are coming back with a mother possession (laughs) the taking of deborah logan which is actually a very good one that a lot of people like it is found footage i believe as well uh but we will be back next week with the taking of deborah logan you can check us out on all the social medias facebook twitter and instagram you can like share subscribe make sure that you do subscribe that way you never miss an episode because i know sometimes we get sick we can't put it out in that week. <laughs> but uh, if you guys want more horror entertainment news, you can check out scarynerd.com. And that's all I got. Paul, you got anything else? I think it was the the Charles in charge. What's the guy's name? Scott Bale. Scott Bale. I think he was in a movie. I think it was that movie called Zapped where he goes invisible. But his mom in that movie is a religio and she watches this religious channel where she like calls in. And the guy always called her Deborah. So every time I see like Deborah with an H, I always think it's Deborah. I always have to say Deborah. Like, uh, (laughs) what's her face from Adam's Family Values? (laughs) What about Debbie? What about Debbie? Saul, you got anything else? No. (laughs) It was Malibu Barbie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back next week. We'll see you guys then. Bye bye. Bye, everyone.